Hello and welcome to episode 200 of Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. Holy shit, I can't believe we've recorded that many. Uh, my name is Vry Kaiser. I'm a managing content editor at Anime Feminist. Uh, I am sometimes on Blue Sky at Writer Vry. The internet is a, you know, dumpster fire. What can you do? Uh, and with me today for this very special episode are Cypress and Chiaki. Hi, I'm your rose bride, who's secretly a dude, Cypress. I'm not secretly <laughs> a dude, I just am a dude. Um, and I am an editor here at Anime Feminist. You can find me on the Blue Sky and on the Bird app at Pixelated Lenses. Not on much of them either uh, these days, but like I'm trying to get back on there. Okay, well, I am Chiaki Hirai, uh, one of the editors at Anafem, and you can find me at at Gorogoro Mia on Twitter, at uh, terrible.moe on Blue Sky, and at Chiaki747 on uh, co-host. I am a mess of different stuff right now, so have fun with that. <laughs> uh, these two very special, talented inter- individuals are here with me today because, you know, for our for our hundredth episode, we talked about Evangelion, and it felt like we needed to do something even bigger and shinier for our two hundredth episode. Uh, folks who've been longtime listeners or readers, first of all, thank you, uh, may remember that for our very second episode ever, we did. Um, an Utena retrospective, just a spoil, a, a general overview of the series as a spoiler cast with me and me and Caitlin, but we've never done it as a watch along because it's hard to find people who are in our sphere uh, of of anime criticism who haven't seen it already and are coming to it with fresh eyes, but at and also point, willing to watch it. Yes, also that. <laughs> You know what? Every I would like everyone to uh, tip their hats in the comments because Chiaki has given up uh, her claim to the longest running bit by finally agreeing to watch Utena. Uh, Sai was j- just one of, I think, a very common story of they have not yet gotten around to it. Thank you, both of you, so much. Yeah, I'm glad I finally get to get around to it. Yay. I, I also love that this is right after uh, you you two both uh watched Dear Brother before this, which I that's going to be such a great help to you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chiaki, I cut you off. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, man, it's so it's so unfortunate because that was my best bit of just constantly saying oh uh i've never watched utena i have no intention of ever watching utena and i don't want to watch utena and also i've already watched utena just through everyone else talking about utena i don't need to watch utena sorry you have to give up your wonderful sense of humor around this show Uh, it's fine i truly truly it is a sacrifice that i and i i only had to badger you about it a little bit so you you really do have the thank from the bottom of my heart because where else was i going to find somebody else who hadn't seen it yet that also we would want to talk to (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) brutal brutal (laughs) that was meaner than i meant it to be (laughs) it's funny but yeah uh so i guess what uh what are your Two's experience with the show just from like uh, uh what did you know about it before we started watching it for this pink hair 
Anthe is Indian and Japanese. Roses. You know, I think that's shockingly it. Like, I didn't really know a lot about this. I know, like, it's every queer person's favorite show. So I just felt really left out. But, um, like, I, I did not know a lot about it, honestly. It's one of those shows that I think is so ubiquitous among a certain community that it can be really intimidating, which I think is partly why I wanted to come back to it in this format, which uh, for folks at home, this is going to be a newbie-friendly discussion. Uh, it'll probably be about six parts, including the movie. Um, but we won't be discussing anything uh, outside of the episodes we're discussing per episode, which today is 1 through 12, just to get the Student Council saga out in a brick and leave us more time to get into the, the the heavier later material. But this is designed to be a safe discussion place for folks who have heard about Utana um, and just haven't for whatever reason had the time to get around to it, but have wanted to. So um, if, if you're, you know, if you've already seen all of it, please be respectful of that in the comments, uh, especially because this is a series that has, uh, pretty significant late game spoilers. I also, as we're going along, want to, um, I'm going to include in the comments, uh, the show notes, a pretty uh, significant trigger warnings list that somebody uh, on Tumblr put together for this show because it gets real heavy. Um, and, you know, folks want to have an idea uh, along uh, ahead of time before they get into that. And I also want to give a shout out to Empty Movement, a.k.a. Uh, Otori.nu, which is the oldest Utena fan site on the web. And I think probably one of the oldest uh, traditional fan sites that's still running. It's It's been around for 20 years and they have accrued just an a breathtaking amount of resources and documents and interviews having to do with Utena and uh, to a lesser extent, some of Ikuhara's other stuff, uh, other works. It's, it's an incredible resource and I really can't uh, thank the lovely duo who runs the site enough for what they do. That's really cool. It, it's a great site. Cause I'll be honest. That's, that's also why I haven't watched Utena is like, people are very passionate <laughs> and look, I love passion. I respect it. But like, it can be something of a block to getting in a series because like, um, I, if it gets hyped up too much, it kind of, it kind of affects your expectations. Right. And I think that's part of why I avoided Utna, um, kind of like on gut instinct was I was like, well, I don't want to go into it and then be like, oh, it's mid. <laughs> and then get smeared, <laughs> get smeared like a fly on a windshield across the internet. Um, thankfully, I don't think it's mid. Yay. Oh, I, good. Yay. Chiaki remaining silent about her opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, you know, y'all have been telling me to watch Utena so many times. So I finally picked it up um, and I wasn't expecting it to be about like eight guys at a temple in Japan. Um, you know, and it was surprisingly recent. So I'm surprised everyone's seen it like 2019. That's like a really recent show. You are sending people on a Google rabbit hole that will not have satisfactory results, but I support you. Hey, you know what? Um, Namuami Davidsu Utena is an okay show. It had it had 
attractive. Don't know where the car comes in. I'm guessing it, there's like a tie-in with transforming girls. Like that's, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but um, keep keep watching. You'll find out. Okay, but I mean, I did watch Burmeal and Gold, and that's basically the same thing too, right? I, they yeah, you thought you thought her. you were gonna have you were gonna be in control of this podcast. No, I I can't. No, I, I love can play that you do you. not. I love. <laughs> this, I mean, so many shows uh, across the world have referenced Utena in the uh, twenty plus years since it came out that you could do this conceivably for every single episode that we do. So frankly, I support you and your dedication. I I will also chime in that uh, I regret to inform people. I call it the villainous walk instead of the Utena walk from the opening, because I saw it first in, uh, I'm in love with the villainous, you know, when they're like (laughs) walking towards the school and there's like a crowd of people in the opening. Um, Sorry for that. uh, Events occur in the order in which I perceive them. I understand. (laughs) feel real bad about that one i was like oops <laughs> gotta reframe my mind it's fine <laughs> but yeah as far as my expectations go i i feel like i've watched and read and seen enough discourse that i feel like i have a good feel on what the show is going to be like what to expect from it um i know the tropes but it is, you know, it is something that I'm seeing <clears throat> in its sequence that it was, it was meant to be shown for the first time in the context of, you know, all those funny clips and GIFs I see uh, online. Like, it, they, they are now being put into context. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be very interested in your your uh, your takes as we go forward, because I think Utena is in an interesting place now, culturally, where... A lot of what it is doing as a show is responding both to uh, fairy tales, including Western fairy tales, but also to the tropes of like classic anime and particularly classic shoujo. You know, the first episode includes shot for shot uh, a reference to Kaoru playing basketball in Dear Brother with Utena, uh, that kind of thing. It's and so those- good. It's really good. And those uh, a lot of those themes are going to come back up under a critical lens. And I think having that really enriches this show. But also, you know, now we are in 2024. It'll be when it comes out. Sweet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh, where God. now there's a whole successive generation of shows that have people who grew up watching Utena have made... Uh, you know, being influenced by it and moving forward from it, like an entire generation, like you mentioned, uh, I, uh, I I love the villainous includes several uh, Utena shots, you know, Steven Universe is just one great big love letter to Utena. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Don't forget Bermeal and Gold. Yes, of course. How could I possibly for even one minute? I I <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you're too good at throwing me off of my shit. Peter can cut all this. <laughs> uh, but before we get into kind... So, to set folks' expectations at home, this is going to be kind of a vibes-based episode. You know, in order to keep this series to a manageable length, we decided to put all of the student council episodes in one, just because... Uh, they tend to be the most on their face. Uh, but because that's also simultaneously a lot to cover, we're just going to kind of bounce around and talk general vibes. And be- But 
before I kind of loose folks into that, I will give uh, people who are new or people who are familiar with Utena but might not know a lot about the background sort of a potted history of production background stuff. So uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena was the uh, premiere original series by now famous auteur director Kunihiko Ikuhara. It aired from April to December 1997. Uh, by the and was created by the production group B Papas, uh, which is the pen name that was collectively made for the series composer, the head animator, the director, uh, and then the writer producer and the artist of the simultaneous manga release Chiho Saito. And I don't have this is the first time I have seen it, but I fully cop to that I might just not be aware of other times where this has happened. It is an Ikuhara thing to partner with usually a woman mangaka and have a simultaneous release of a manga version of whatever story he's doing. That's kind of like a distinctive AU uh, version of the story where it's the same concept, but goes in a different direction. Okay. Yep. Yep. He's done it for at least most of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, Utena was the first one. There's one for for Penguin Drum. For Yurikuma Arashi is extremely different from the anime. Uh, Sarazanmai has a spin-off prequel manga, but it doesn't really have uh, a light novel or a, um, an, a proper anime AU version. It just has a light novel. So that one was a little bit different. Um, no, there is a manga version, but it was like more of a gag. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, Reo and Mabu. There was a... There was, Rayo and Mabu, which was sort of kind of a daily life prequel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an anthology, but I don't think there was ever like a proper manga adaptation of the anime. Right. So that was interesting. Uh, before this, and we might touch on the manga later, it's gotten, uh, it's a little bit controversial. I think there has been reassessment of it in recent years, but because Chiho Saito was always... I think vocally sort of savvy about expectations of the manga industry and how likely the central romance was to be censored. The way she talked about it kind of reflected that um, compared to Ikuhara and especially adolescence. But she's she's definitely warmed up to being to talking about Utena and Anthe as a couple since then. And I think that's caused people to reassess some stuff about the manga, which is very different. Um. Before this, Ikuhara was best known as the co-director of Sailor Moon. He worked as like an episode director in the first season, uh, stepped into the head director position for R, um, S and Super S, you know, sort of famously, he would joke about wanting to kill off Mamoru constantly. Uh, and so he finally... And, and so- <laughs> Wait a second! Mm-hmm. Had to kill him off that's so funny he fucking hated having to focus on tuxedo mask this and is a man so, after my own heart uh-huh uh-huh and mm-hmm. so uh now, then he went on to create a, to a series about um well this the print where about uh, a series centered around the search for a lost prince does he even exist uh the utina staff shares a lot of crossover with Folks from Sailor Moon, because Ikuhara seems to be the sort, you know, like with a lot of auteurs, he carries a lot of staff from production to production. You'll see folks from Sailor Moon and and from Utena later that will be on his future uh, projects. Uh, interestingly, a lot of uh, there's a lot of Gunbuster reunion on uh, Utena as well from when he worked on that. 
Um, there's also a lot of names from Evangelion, which had aired the year before. And of course, Ikuhara and uh, Kideaki Ano are, uh, I don't, are friends friendly themselves. Ikuhara was famously um, a source of inspiration for uh, Kaoru Nagisa's character, which, you know, the jokes are endless. Uh, yeah, no, okay, we're going to stop now because I can just do out. I don't know if y'all know this. Uh, I like Utana a lot. I was gonna say, you say specifically in our notes do not let Vry spout factoids. This will go on all day. Yeah, <laughs> we're stopping you now. Yeah, yeah. We've already uh talked about, we already mentioned that Dear Brother will be a series to think of. If you've not seen that, by the way, you really, really should. Or at least, you know, go back and check out our other watch-along podcast. Because it's a really, really good classic shoujo series and uh, and really in- influential proto-Yuri series. It's God, a it's big so deal. Good. It's so, so good. good. So uh, good. I appreciate another, that. Another thing to keep in mind as you're watching along at home is that uh, Ikuhara cites Belladonna of Sadness, which just got rescued by Discotech, as the reason he became an animator. So there are a lot of explicitly... Um, feminist influences going into Utena even at the time that it was made it's this is not a um like that's that is very much percolating uh in the production of this series it's not just that it's like a series that was reassessed later and people were like wow there's a lot of gender in here (laughs) (laughs) this baby can hold so much gender Mm -hmm. can hold a lot of things god yep yes all right uh so I guess to get started in the vibe, is there, do you all have a favorite character so far? I really like Nanami. Oh yes, my baby girl. She she is a hot mess. And I love her so much. (laughs) She's just messy. She's gloriously messy. And she's a really good, like, juxtaposition against Anthe, who's my other baby girl. Like protect Anthe at all cost. Uh, Anthe at all cost. <laughs> without exaggeration, I think Anthe is one of the greatest characters in anime, and maybe one of the greatest characters in literature. Like she's no, truly a superb liter- figure. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fucking great. So I mean, okay, I will say Nanami was like a long time, long running favorite for me for this arc uh, until like the very end. When... Oh, until the kitten. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then I was yeah. like, then I was like slam dunking her into the trash right there. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you!" No, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess Mickey. I guess I don't know. He's a good soft boy. Yeah, he's, he's a good, good soft boy. boy. He's a good soft boy with a tragic past because he got measles. <laughs> oh, it was really sad. <laughs> he he got sick so hard it traumatized his sister for life. It's, which yeah. I want to say, I'm watching the dub. I'm Why? Jack, uh, oh. No, you have to stop. You cannot stop me. You have to stop. You cannot stop me. You will have a bad time. It's a oh. bad dub. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Miss- I'm literally the voice actress of Misty is Utena, and they mispronounce her name all the time, and it's so good. It's so like, bad. Genuinely, as this gets more serious, you are going to have a terrible time if you do oh. not switch over to the subcast. Oh, boy. 
Well, I'm I'm going on with my knees. Cr- I'm going with what Crunchyroll provided me. Which, by the way, want to call Crunchyroll out for being super ableist? The dub does not have subtitles. I mean, oh, okay, yeah, you they- can turn on you can turn on the Japanese no. track, and it will have English subtitles. Wait, wait, it wasn't showing. Okay, anyway, we're gonna talk about this off mic about how it wasn't showing me the Japanese when I went to click. Oh my god! But I'm watching it. I watched this first arc in English, and let me tell you, it's a riot. <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen. I, I, I love that you love to watch dubs because I, I don't always default towards them. But this was a Central Park Media dub, and it is oh, it's bad, famously nightmarish. Oh, it's bad, bad. Mm. <laughs> it's my, although Crispin Freeman as Toga is pretty good. It's my garbage, and I am rolling around in it like a raccoon. It's so bad. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. There. It's not worth watching the whole arc in English, but I will say also that Dan Green as Mikage is shockingly good the next arc, which is Mm. rude. Um, But yeah, which, by the way, other interesting story about this is that um, the release schedule of this series in English was really weird in that it was really this these first 12 episodes were released on tape in 1998 you know the year after it had aired in japan but because of weirdness with the rights the u.s did not get the next two arcs for another four years fucking brutal Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. sorry i shouldn't be laughing so viciously about that but like wow Uh could you imagine yeah, I mean, sort of, in that I, I watched this show as a teenager during, like, the brief hiccup where it was unlicensed, because it 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 fell out, it went out of print and all the DVDs got super expensive in 2009 when Central Park Media went out under, and then it got rescued by Nozomi, who did the really, really nice box sets uh, in yeah. 2011. And uh, so I started watching it in 2009, and it was at that point so hard to find that I was watching it on really just virus-riddled websites with Spanish subtitles. And that was the point at which my Spanish was strongest, and I was maybe reading at a fourth grade level. That mm. is... That sure is something. Oh my god, that's so funny. You know, that's dedication right there. That's the word I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, by the way, just just as a shout out, um, you know, uh, we don't keep track of each other as much these days anymore. But I got, I'm watching this series on DVD, the Nozomi DVDs, because um, a friend of mine uh, found out I didn't watch Utena and was vehemently saying I won't. That she literally gave me the Nozomi box set and told me to watch them, and they have collected dust on my on my uh, bookshelf for years, like four years, and I am finally using them. So thank and now you. They're out of date. Actually, not that it matters to you, but the uh, the very nice Blu-ray sets that came out a couple of years ago, of which I have the very fancy two hundred and fifty dollar box that has Recreation Rosecrest written. Wing- rings i'm very normal um they have slightly updated subtitles just in a couple of places including uh one pretty late in the game that we will talk about when we get there but you know you waited so long (laughs) it's fine i'm I'm not paying attention to the subtitles anyway (laughs) yeah just like i'm watching the dub chiaki's doing her own thing too (laughs) (laughs) chiaki they officially just managed to trounce your Every, your entire bit, your entire troll bit. Holy yeah, shit! I, and you know, you know me. I'm a stick with it. I'm a stick with it, everyone. Please I'm don't. I'm begging you. I'm literally begging <laughs> oh, you. I'm gonna watch this dub to the 
in. Please, Jesus Christ on a cracker. I'm going to be sobbing, have totally out of context thoughts. Oh, I can't wait. Mm. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. I'm going to beg you off of camera not to do this. Please. <laughs> Please. Jesus H. Christ. Don't we have to move on to, like, favorite characters for you, Brian? Did you say who you No, like? I don't. We can't move on. We can't move on because now I have to tell you the story where the dub, where Crispin Freeman had to tell the dubbing crew that Jury was a lesbian because they couldn't figure out what her deal was. That's the people who were dubbing this show. Mm. <laughs> yeah like it's it's really funny in the dub because they cannot get utana's last name right and i don't i don't think it's a hard last name to pronounce no like it's just tenjo is pretty easy yeah oh you want to know what they call it in the dub uh, i do tenju you no. know good old tenju <laughs> it's so you bad to hurt me it's so bad it's so funny Oh God! <laughs> it really, oh. Made, really made me laugh at times when I was like, I don't think I should be laughing. <laughs> like Anthony's going through it, I don't think I should be laughing. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to? So I feel like that's one of the biggest um, barriers for note for for younger viewers that I've seen talked about is just the sheer amount of physical abuse. Anthony gets early on oh, is yeah, pretty brutal oh my god like i mean like, should we should we drop some trigger warnings at this point uh, uh the, like i said there's there will be um uh, right, right, the, the complete list yeah, yeah like yeah. anthony anthony is good and like okay so i went into this before i went into the series i did not know i just thought anthony was like really dark-skinned i did not know that anthony was also a mix presumably mixed race because she has a japanese last name and like mm -hmm. it's really um I don't know I don't know that I necessarily have all my thoughts in a row because I'm still so new to this series, but it's really jarring seeing a mixed race Indian girl getting just smacked around constantly and having to smile through it. It is wow. Um like Anthe, sweetie, can we take you to the school counselor, please? Cause it's rough. It's, it's look. There are no the, there are no teachers in this school. No, well that's no, not true. There's one. one. You'll see. You see her in the first episode, and that's it. Well, yeah, uh, actually, no, no, no. There, there was one like teaching. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's whatever teacher keeps letting the animals escape. Uh, that one. <laughs> like Jesus, yeah. why do you have a kangaroo at this school? <clears throat> I mean, don't you? Didn't your high school have a kangaroo? No, no, Chiaki. I went to school in Texas. We had cows. Get oh, it good right. point. Good point. Get it right. <laughs> also, also, there's definitely no teacher because Nanami should not have been able to go to India like that. Anyway, Chiaki. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y y kids just go to go to international, you know, trips whenever they want. That, that's just normal. That's so uh, yeah, I don't know. Like every time Anthony gets pushed around, gets slapped around. Like the the premise of her character being the bride and like kind of pushing herself onto Utena because she won the duel initially, I was just like, okay, this is like, this is a trope. Okay, whatever. You know, it's fine. She, I hope she develops as a character. And like for mo the most part, 
whenever it comes to the point where she has to like trade powers with any, you know become somebody else's ro- ro- rose bride or you know uh question her place as rose uh, rose bride i am constantly like how are you so set in this holy fuck how can you sit stand around and take it i was tearing my hair out so yeah yeah she can be she is a character i think that it is uh, common and fair to be frustrated with when you're watching the show for the first time. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I, cause it's interesting. Cause like, I, I really sympathized and empathized with her. Um, cause like Anthe is not only is she the Rose Bride, right? Like she's the literal vessel for them in probably multiple ways, but definitely for the sword. <laughs> Like, it really shook me when I saw them pull a sword out of her chest. I was like, them fighting titties. It was really, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh my God, Anthe really is being used. And, um, but like, I, I did also at some points, I was like, girl, all you have to do is walk away. And just, you can just turn and walk away. But I think also it's kind of the reality that like, you know, people in abusive relationships can't. Um, it takes a lot, uh. But I, I also did. I just kind of wanted to like gently shake her and be like, Anthony, come on, girl. Come on. Just cook your which, bad curry. Which is curry. kind of what Utana is trying to do uh, mm-hmm. for most of this first arc. So you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix you and get you friends and these things that you've never tried to do before. And then you'll be fine. I've, it's, I really. It's so sweet. I, I identify with her for that. Honestly, Utena is, she's not my favorite character, but I do like her a lot because I really see a lot of myself in her. And I think a lot of people, the kind of person who's maybe drawn to this show maybe does because she's sort of, she's got a good heart and she wants to do the right thing. um, And she's sort of oblivious to other perspectives beyond her own because she's a teenager. Uh, So she just kind of charges into what she has assessed to be the correct answer to a situation she's discovered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of how she, that's kind of how she gets into this whole situation in the first place. And she's just like, "I'm going to do right." <laughs> and the next mm-hmm. thing you know, she's going up the tallest staircase to ever staircase. Yeah. Nobody, nobody stock footages like Utana does. Oh, but it's it's beautiful. <laughs> they got her parallaxing up those stairs, and I was like, you know what? You get it, girl. You parallax up those stairs. Love it for her, queen. <laughs> So good, so good, so good. It's so good. I I genuinely love the repetition in in Utana. I it's just maybe it's you know maybe I've just grown uh, attached. Stockholm syndrome is is a discredited term, but that's the you know. So I I like the song. (laughs) Oh, I love the song. I love it. Uh. So just just so we're clear, just so we're clear. I mean, I'm watching this with my girlfriends right now. Like yes. we're we're doing our own watch along uh, off on the side here as I'm watching this. And I mean, my girlfriend was telling me that they were putting the staircase song on repeat while they were working on their masters. So yeah, it's good. It's it's a good song. Like I'm gonna start walking in the grocery store to that. I'm gonna defeat. The, I'm gonna defeat those groceries. It's it's a really good like song to set the moment. It really like amps you up. Like Utna's gonna go. She's gonna go fight. It's great. Yes. 
Yeah, li- listen, Zetai Unmei Mokushiroku is songs of all time. Uh, yeah. Which, mm-hmm. uh, are, are you are you watching the uh, the episode previews? Is that yes. directed at me or at Chiaki? just generally? Just generally, yeah. I just because so like I know that I have skipped them for shows, but like this is, uh, this is one of those series where you just uh, there are interesting little factoids in there, uh, including like they've got cute banter during the next episode previews, but also, uh, Anthe always ends hers with the absolute destiny apocalypse, so it's mm-hmm. relevant. Um, yeah, I will, I will, I I will actually throw what has to be um. A baffling, incomprehensible uh, statement at both of you now. In that, um, one of my favorite characters is Sionji, actually. Okay. No, that's fair. Um, I can see it. I can oh. see him becoming a thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that only one of us made a snap judgment about Fry. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It's fair, and I accept this. Yeah, I because I mean, horrible. like, I was gonna say he's um he's he's not a nice person. No, he's a horrible. He's a horrible misogynist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I hate him. I hate him passionately, and I think I, he, he sucks. He should have oh. stayed a monkey. <laughs> oh my god! Can, okay, so you said that. Can we talk about that episode real quick, please? We're talking vibes. <laughs> we're talking vibes. Nanami. So Nanami does her fucking eat, pray, love for this for this curry powder, and there it. One okay. I'm not gonna lie. So in the dub, anytime someone in India talks, oh um, we can surmise what they sound like, right? We can all guess. <laughs> but also, I kept dying of laughter because that elephant gag—it's good. It's, it's funny. so good. It's when the elephants are surfing. <laughs> it's so good. It's mm-hmm. uh, you. Both of you have seen Sailor Moon, yeah? No. Oh, yeah. Are we doing? Is is our three hundred episode three hundred watch along going to be forcing Sai to watch all of Sailor Moon? Fucking maybe if that's how I have to do it. I was going to say, um, <laughs> for folks at home, one of the the really prominent episodes uh, that Ikuhara was an episode director from for um before he stepped into the series director role is the the Rep Butler episode. So he's really really good at wacky animal comedy. Oh my god. Wait, I, I said, oh my god, like I understood, but I don't. Is it an elephant? Is Rhett Butler no, an it's, elephant? No, it's, it's, Rhett Butler is an adorable fat cat. Oh my god, yay. Mm-hmm. No, the the animal comedy was delightful and very enjoyable. Um, All for it to come to the fact that like the curry powder was at the school. It was just Anthony's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. It's so goofy. I- I think that the relationship between Anthe and uh, Nanami is one of the most interesting interesting things to watch as the show goes along. Honestly, it's my favorite. Yeah, okay. though Nanami Nanami is mean to Anthe. That's horrible. Whole, yes, that dress she gave her, like, girl, how are you going to give her a dress that dissolves? Because Rude. she's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. I expected as okay. That's pretty typical in terms of villainous, horrible. Mm-hmm. bullying things right yeah i don't like that i keep feeling like she's gonna kiss her brother not me that is not anthony i don't know maybe anthony's gonna kiss a brother too who knows who knows um, but who knows? i don't like that Nanami 
has big I want to make out with my brother vibes. It's very uncomfy. Um, oh yeah, listen, the inset, like the, the weird brother complex, sister complex stuff, because Miki's got that with his twin too, is not going to go away. No! <laughs> because no! dear brother is a major influence on this show. I, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, okay, yeah, it all makes sense. Never mind, I'm cool with Like, it. And to be fair, I, I will reassure you that this show is doing that on, like the stuff with Anthe being notably darker than the rest of the cast Mm -hmm. uh, and being, you know, really the school punching bag. It's doing this kind of uncomfortable incest stuff with an eye towards um, towards critique and examination. But that doesn't mean it's not like uncomfortable to sit through early on. And I get that. Okay, okay. As long as there's no like, I, I call it doing the Queen Victoria, where you know, (laughs) like you you marry your first cousin. Um, or the Queen Elizabeth, if you want to be savvy and do like your third. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just like slowly, there's a slow creeping fear that I'm like, going to open an episode and the title's going to be like, Nanami gets it on with her brother. And I'm going to be like, I got to watch this for the podcast though. <laughs> like it's, it's, she's very into her brother in a way that I, as a, as a, as an only child, hope that no one's into their brother like that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so the thing I find as somebody who has much older brothers, I've always had a, a, an especially resentful relationship to the um, like brother complex trope mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a something that appeals to people. Actually, so the Utena box sets have these amazing little uh, this amazing little booklet with it that has like director commentary for each episode. And there's one um, for one of the Miki episodes that talks about Ikuhara sort of uh, musing on like incest in in anime as like this thing where like you're drawn to somebody who is who will never leave you and is like. Um, I'll find that quote for the next episode. Um, but so you know, it's somebody who understands you completely from a young age and is never going to, and is sort of bound to you in a certain way and doesn't have that fear of the unknown element. And but is also, you know, dependent on you or you're dependent on them, right? Um, so like as this theoretical relationship dynamic, I can sort of see how it appeals to people who don't have actual siblings. Um, but as somebody who does and who honestly really hero worshipped my older brothers as a kid i really fucking resented because there was a time when i was starting to watch anime and i was like 12 and i was like oh no oh no right is there something Mm -hmm. and i I resent it for that and it kind of takes away from what i feel like the show's gonna probably try to do with nanami because i did think it's interesting that like she got to fight um i i kind of wasn't expecting that um She's a vicious little thing too. Like, yeah, she like, is. Like, like I love her. Um, once again, school counselor, where are you? <laughs> like, Nowhere. These children are suffering. Okay, I'm sorry, I mind. can't get over the uh, the whole cat thing. I I actually did. I I knew I had it on hand. I actually have the the little uh, bit of prose, and it's from an episode next arc, but it's still relevant. Um, so the creator commentary for that episode is. The reason sexuality is so often expressed in brother-sister relationships in the world of fiction is probably because there's the illusion that blood relationships are eternal. It's the dream of the eternal lover. 
continuing with the lie, you know, where he's talking about this girl he let he supposedly liked who turned him down because she loved her brother. Uh, I tried pathetically, refusing to back down. I couldn't accept it. But your brother and sister, she declared that she was not a woman. Then she said, my brother isn't a man. So what are you exactly? My brother's body is a part of me and my body is a part of him, she said. So like these, I- this idea of someone you've always known that's just like another part of yourself is, I think, okay. that fictional appeal of it, okay. which I think is interesting because it do- does really crop up in transgressive fiction a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of recontextualizes it because I, I was very uncomfortable with it. But this does seem like a, the kind of show that's about to assess a lot of things, because, mm-hmm. like you said with Anthony, like it is really, I would say it's, even though even though I sense that it's going to get a lot worse for her, it's kind of borderline towing the le- edge of like disturbing right now that she's being mm-hmm. mistreated so much and like has such a severe lack of personality and humanity. But I don't feel like that's where it's going to end, and and I and I, I can find comfort in that. Mm. Yeah, and I do. One of my favorite clips in this batch of episode is uh, the study session. I think it is maybe oh one God. of the best scenes in the entire first arc, oh my and God. it's 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 such a sign that like Anthe's a troll. Actually, she's amazing. <laughs> it's so incredibly funny. Who keeps it's- the mongoose? <laughs> I, and I love that it's a mongoose specifically, right? So, like, the snake just gets eaten. It just mm-hmm. gets eaten. And I love the octopus balloon. That's great. This is the, the fact that the house for your snails. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, that's so anthy. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, there's some, there's some really good comedic bits, which is great, because I sense that uh, it's going to stop being quite as slapsticky as the story goes on. Mm-hmm. You said correctly, yes. Um, actually, but to you know, uh, uh, but accepting my judgment about Sionji being terrible, I do want to ask what you guys think of that uh, the the episode with the flashback where he and Toga met Utana as a little kid. Because I love that episode. It does set a lot of things up, and yeah, like I felt. You know, I, I can understand Sionji's uh, motivation to be to to do like to to do things. I guess um, I I I still don't think he should be a you know toxic piece of shit per se. No, he's horrible. But yeah, like I mean, that was a moment where I kind of realized like, oh, Toga's like. I mean, I knew Toga was a piece of shit too, but like Toga's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. right then and there right yeah i i think there's something about utana that's really interesting and will definitely occur again and more as the show goes on where it sort of um teaches the viewer how to watch it so like the first enemy is sionji and he is like this paper misogynist right he he hits women and he loudly declares them to be property and you know he he makes fun of wakaba who's who i love um and is is darling um and you know he's a really easily identifiable villain right Right. Um, and then we we move on into Miki, who kind you know who sort of deifies Anthony and doesn't really see her as a person. She's like a replacement for the sh- sister shaped hole in his life, but he's not seeing her as a person, and that's a misogyny in a different way. And then you have right. sort of you know jury's internalized misogyny, and you have Toga, who is this manipulator who is hiding behind the guise of being pro woman, which um, a lot of people get 
confused by the the line about him declaring himself a feminist. My understanding is that in Japan, particularly in the 90s, um, feminista as a loan word is more about being chivalrous towards women. Uh, so it's not as we would put the understanding on that word. Yeah. Um, so... So the, the arc is about building and exploring these more, going from really obvious, um, easy to identify misogyny to these myriad other subtle forms of it. And I, I think it's, it's really smart and clever writing. Yeah, I do. I do feel like, like, there's a lot of table setting being done because like you do kind of get, you kind of get your like starter pack of what villainy can look like. Um, but it's it's pretty clear that like don't expect villainy to look like this always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And like as the show goes on, it it becomes increasingly emphasized that these are children, all of them, even even seventeen year old Toga. Yeah, that's what struck me as like okay, so I <laughs> I thought like. I thought Utena was at least like like a high schooler. She's in middle school. She <laughs> like is 14 yep. years like, old. And so like that really threw me. I was like, "Oh my god, this really is just children embroiled in some sort of like strange battle with this really like first of all, someone's got the budget for the arena." Um <laughs> like it is it really it really hits differently when you know that they're kids. Like kid kids. It's a show like not every show, um, not this isn't always true in anime, obviously, but I think there are definitely high school anime where it gets away from, oh, you're young. Like and yeah. stupid because you're young. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, like, you know, you kind of do the um math sometimes, like with Mickey's sister and Toga. Yeah. And I was yeah. screaming. I was screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, I was oh, that happened. Okay, well, that's... Wait, hold on a sec. They're in middle school. Yeah. They're in middle school! <laughs> it it really adds a lot of context when you remember that they are middle schoolers. Like, it's three years, but it's a particularly big three years. Yeah. Why? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, don't, don't worry. We will have a chance to come back to the... Uh, the sort of secondary cast, as it were, uh, next time around. Uh-huh. By the way, Brian, uh, uh, is 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 Utena going to be like of age to be able to drive a car when she turns into a car? Well, listen, this is all about you know breaking rules and yeah, and if you turn <laughs> if you if you become a car, you don't have to have a license to drive yourself, Chiaki. Duh. <sighs> That's oh, true. I actually do have one last relevant question, uh, just to table set. For, for you and uh, to sort of um, for the audience at home what experience do you all have with Ikuhara otherwise? This is my first show! Oh, I know! No. <laughs> You've not watched Sailor Moon either! Yeah, this is my first one, baby! Because <laughs> uh, I, I did see a clip though recently of the opening of Yurikuma Arashi. Wowzers! Are they doing cunnilingus? Um, sure wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Listen, wow. listen, we wow. can we can stock that away for a future episode. They are licking the dew off that lily, if y'all know what I mean. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
Um, so I clearly I'm going to watch more. <laughs> like, mm. Clearly, this is not my end with him. Mm-hmm. But you also you didn't uh, you haven't seen Sarazan Mai either, right? Because that was the one that's that's been that's airing, the, you know, in the post streaming era. Yeah, that's the butt balls one, right? The Kappas. <laughs> yes, it sure is. It is the butt ball. I have, anime. I have not seen that. It's about concepts you know? and shit. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. You. So. Uh, and okay. Jackie, is Sarah's on my the, the the only one of his you've seen? Am I right? Well, okay. So if you if you're talking technicality, um, I have watched uh, most of Sailor Moon, so I have seen his episodes, especially including R, right? Yeah, um, uh, especially and- the R movie. Like that one was a huge trial run for a lot of the stuff he does mm-hmm. um, in in Utena, and as I understand, Penguin Drum. And I mean, I haven't watched Yurikuma Arashi, but I did watch Sarazanmai. Um, I actually haven't watched Penguin Drum either. Uh, Neither have I. High five. That is, yeah, high five. That is, that is definitely my, oh, I, it's on my list, but I can never find time to actually sit down and watch it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, I don't know. That's exciting uh, to me I because he's one of those guys that, really has his set you know he has a set of pet tropes that you can sort of trace across works so uh not having that as like a cheat sheet i think will be interesting and fun going as as we discuss other episodes actually though like i've seen enough of osmosis with penguin drum and through sadazamai that i kind of get get what his tropes are at this point yeah i think i think you are are much more uh prepared as it were yeah, because a, a lot of a lot of this watch is interestingly for me. It's comparing it a lot to where I've seen these things in American media, um, specifically, yeah. and like that. It, it is really interesting seeing how many people were influenced, nay, traumatized by Utana. <laughs> <laughs> like it's beautiful. It's so good. It's so oh. good. I'm so happy you're excited about it. I really am. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so jazzed. Like, I am going to go to sleep again tonight just thinking about climbing infinite stairs <laughs> and looking That's at the camera nightmare. with a really serious face. Oh, Were there any subjects? <laughs> couldn't be me. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any um any topics from this first batch that we that you wanted to hit on before we we close up for the episode you know this has been a little bit broad and scattershot but i think that's kind of the only way to begin in a series that is structured the way utana is i'd like to touch a little on utana's gender because oh, that so much gender that that was really interesting to me because so from just looking i was like okay utana you know before i even went in, i was like utana kind of looks like now today we might say like he him lesbian vibes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it's really interesting watching the dub because every once in a while utana will just be like i should get a boyfriend and i'm like should you should should you should you, know, you? I, I don't think she says that really in in the japanese okay so i've got a switch uh, the, okay. the, well the the, the the her recurring line in the sub is that you know i i'm just I'm just an ordinary girl, basically, yeah. with that connotation oh. of I should I should get a boyfriend. Oh, like, yeah, I think that's have, built true. into the line. They have her outright saying, like, I should just get a boyfriend, which which feels mm-hmm. different, right? Because like I look at Utana and I think there's no way this person is straight. They just don't realize it yet. 
I mean, but, if but if the you... dub really wants you to believe <laughs> that, like she's bad right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's definitely heterosexual, right? Oh, she's so heterosexual! Uh, My God, the heterosexuality so, on this girl. Well, this is going to be the worst watch ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I really do think um, Utena's character is interesting in this. That thing that I think a lot of queer kids go through where, like, you're obviously flagging as queer to Mm -hmm. observers, but you aren't ready to face, like, the sheer amount of shit you're about to get. So you pretend that you are uh, normative still. And I think she goes through the lip service of that, like, a lot, a lot, despite the fact that she likes the princely aesthetic. She she really reminds me. So like I went to a high school in a district where we had standardized dress and it wasn't a uniform in the traditional sense is always how they spun it. It was just like, you know, to equalize everybody and make everyone feel like we're all from the same socioeconomic st- status, which is, you know, BS. Um, right. And so, like, one of the things I would do to bend the rules was, like, I would wear neckties and do these things that were now now that I know that I'm trans mask are are really obvious to me what I was doing but like I would also skirt the uniform rules and I would also be like well in the handbook it says it do- there's nothing saying I can't do that um and there's even a scene at the beginning where she says like oh handbook doesn't say I can't wear a men's uniform um which she's, like, not, she's wearing little bike shorts and I love she, that for her I was gonna say like Utena's, <laughs> Utena's got bike shorts and a fancy jacket and even when she like transforms there's just like a little ruffle on the jacket but the bike store the the bike shorts those stay and (laughs) it's it's so funny though because like I was like I don't maybe this is the perspective of having been queer most of my life but I was like I don't know how anyone could look at this character and think ah she's never thought about smooching a girl um (laughs) but also like it's it's and this might be I don't know if people do trans ratings of Utena. I'm sure that they do. Um, Utena does not also seem a cis to me, and I I don't know if that's going to play out because I think this is the wrong era for that. Um, but that one's also interesting. Yeah, I think uh, she's got a lot of gender. I yeah, think yeah. Is, is fair to say. Um, and I think. You know that we we didn't really talk a lot about it, but the um the amount of uh deliberate theatricality of the of the show mm-hmm. um is a lot of like Utana is very much defining herself by this this prince that she met as as a child and the narrative of being you know she is trying to become the prince, but she's also still thinking about her future in terms of the uh, the role of girls in a fairy tale you know she's a perfectly yeah. normal girl yeah. i mean you know there is always that um question that um you know trans folks sometimes ask themselves is uh in, in my case you know it's like do i want it's like, do i want to date her or do i want to be her yep. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'm i'm really interested I, it'll be interesting to see if my perspective on kind of what what's being said about that changes, I'm sure it will. We are we are so in like the new zone with this show, um, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the next arc. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited because I um, Black Rose is a ser- uh, is a set of episodes people have trouble with for a long time. That people um, were like, oh, you can skip this arc. You you fucking can't. 
you you cannot. <laughs> okay, Bri, I believe you. So if I can't skip it, can I watch it dubbed? No. Can I watch it dubbed? No, not even to appreciate so. Dan Green. Uh, what, okay, how about how about just the episodes with Dan Green then? Okay. No, that's all of them. He plays the major antagonist. Oh. Also, well. another fun thing to to uh, to as a preview for next ep- for the next set of episodes, uh, Toga's voice actor was extremely ill and was unable to record for uh, a big chunk of the middle arc. So he's just not there. Oh, wow. He's <laughs> just not there. It's fun. Production details are fun. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, um, uh, Luke Skywalker. I mean, um, what's his name? Do you mean Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill, that guy, uh, <laughs> getting into a car accident. Oh no. Before, before um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, and that's, that's why. That's why they fucked him up at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> they just oh. matched him in real life. <laughs> That's so Where funny. All right. Uh, for folks at home who are watching along with us, next uh, episode we will be watching episodes 13 through 20. Uh, so not quite all of Black Rose, but it's going to start getting so dense that I think we are going to want to dial in for a more focused discussion. Um, if you would like to support the show, I please head over to our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash anime feminist. Or if you don't want to deal with Patreon's bullshit, we are also on ko-fi.com slash anime feminist. Even a dollar a month really helps us to keep things running because our writers are tired and overworked and we want to pay them more money. Um, And we want to continue to bring content like this to you, including the episode transcript for this uh, podcast right here. You can also find us on the socials. We are on Tumblr at Anime Feminist. We are on Mastodon, uh, M-S-T-D-N, I think, uh, at social as Anime Feminist. We are on Blue Sky as Anime Feminist. We are also on Instagram and TikTok as Anifem Site. Thank you so much for coming along with us uh, on this one, folks. Please share your thoughts in the comments. I think this is uh, going to be a really, really fun discussion. And uh, until next time, remember, break the world shell. There you go. You got it. Maybe I'll switch over to the dub for the next arc. Why? Join me. Join me.